You love it when I only have 20, 15, 20 minutes, don't you? All right, you're you're there in Psalm 145, and uh, we are going to uh, be picking up in verse uh, 17. But let's just uh, have I, I know I don't have time to do a complete review of this chapter, and uh, and I, I hope well we're going to get it done. But remember, there is, uh, there is something we learned about this psalm that makes it unique from any other psalm in, uh, of the 150 that have been written. So what is that? What is unique about this psalm? Okay, it is the only psalm entitled a psalm of praise. Now, that doesn't mean we don't find praise in the psalm. In fact, we're going to begin in Psalm 146, what many call the hallelujah chorus of the Psalms. Because Psalm 146, all the way through the end, all of them begin and end with hallelujah. Praise you the Lord. The, the, those four words are just one word in the Hebrew. Okay, it's Jah, uh, or uh, yeah, Jehovah, and then uh, hallelujah, 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 Yah. of the Bible, but Psalm 145 is the only one that is uh, the, where the title says it's a psalm of praise, and we've been learning a number of things. In fact, we have answered a lot of questions as we walk through this psalm, and we are in the last one that we are told the what of praise, Roman numeral 5, uh, and so help me out because we're really basically uh, going through the whole psalm in this last point. Because starting in verse 3, God gives us numerous reasons why praise is fitting. He's giving us the, the what, uh, the things that we can praise God for, and we ought. And we've encouraged you to have a praise list. So help me, let's go through and give me some of the things on the list, and then we'll pick up where we left off in verse 17. Okay, his greatness. His greatness, greatness is unmeasurable, we learn in verse 3. And uh, in verse 6, and then his works, and his works are wondrous. Verse 4, verse 5, verse 10, we're told about the works of God. Uh, and by the way, that's not just the, the physical works, it's both the words and uh, the things he does, the matters, the, the, the things he actually physically does. All right, uh, we learned his Majesty is glorious. Uh, our our Lord is uh, his beauty, his comeliness, his grandeur uh, is magnificent. He is imposing in appearance. He is a great, great God. We learned in verses four and six. What else? His acts are mighty. In verse seven, and we come back. All right, we're going to say this again, right? But his Goodness is great. We learned in verse 7 as well that his righteousness is songworthy. And remember this, you can sing this song, right? Because we said the word sing there, the, the word uh, song uh, talked about there is what? It means, does anyone remember? All right, to creak or to shout aloud for joy. 
And anyone can do that. Aren't you thankful? You don't have to have a great voice. Your voice can creak. And you can still uh, be involved in this matter. All right. His righteousness is song worthy. Uh, and then we gave you a list of things in verse 8 because he has a number of attributes. So what are they? His grace, his graciousness, okay. Compassion, patience, and mercy. And they are, oh my, aren't they? You needed it today, didn't you? Did you drive on the road to get here? You needed, you needed mercy. You needed grace. In fact, as uh, traffic gets worse and worse in Franklin and Spring Hill, um, you, you need more of it, don't you? Uh, you need uh, patience. Yes. All right. We'll go on from there. Now, letter H is verse 9. His, again, we've repeated, bad pastor. His goodness is far-reaching, but it's worth mentioning. His goodness is good. Okay. There we go. Uh, verses 11 to 13, we learned about his kingdom. And his, what do we know about his kingdom? It is an eternal kingdom. You know, um, leaders have risen and fallen over the over the course of history. You know, people in um, years ago used to say that this, uh, communism was going to rule the world. I, I actually think they probably say that uh, uh, Islam is going to rule the world someday. Uh, but they used to talk about communism in the Soviet Union, and that power is going to rule the world. Um, where is the Soviet Union? You know, um, yes, they still exist, but as a, a superpower, I, I think really not. Uh, it's amazing how kingdoms come and go, but God hasn't and won't. And it's great truth, isn't it? And then we uh, left off with this one. We talked about God's what? Provision and care. I love verses 14 and 16. They really are a passage which we could preach for a long time. But I still marvel to think about the fact that God feeds Seven billion people every day. I don't know if I mentioned this, but years ago, when they uh, one of the one of the things environmentalists used to talk about their concern was this world can't handle a population of four billion people. We won't be able to feed everyone. That's what they used to say, and there was a great concern. In fact, there was a cry by many that we need to limit the number of children that people are having because this world cannot support 4 billion people. So we're at 7 and counting. And yet, uh, they're being fed. Do you know who they're being fed by? Every day? A God. I always marvel at people who can uh, prepare a feast for 400 people, 500 people, 4,000 people. And God, every day, gives food to every human being in this world and provides enough. And, and he not only does that, but, but every animal in this entire world needs food as well. Guess who provides that? Every fish in the sea needs something. For sustenance. Guess who provides that? Hey, talk about different diets. You know, people complain if, if a hospital talks about, well, we've got these, we're offering these things today. God offers all sorts of things to everyone 
just the, the variety of diets that human beings need. And yet God provides all those things. And I love the way it's worded here because it says in verse 16, look at it, listen to these words. Thou openest thine hand and satisfiest the desire of every living thing. Now God's saying, oh, what am I going to do today? Ah, Africa. There's people in Africa who need food. Just God opens his hand. And there is. Isn't that amazing? And that is just one of numerous attributes that God calls upon us to praise him for. Now, uh, verses, verse 17 uh, gives us another great truth. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and holy in all his works. So, put it this way, his ways, they are always just and holy. The ways of God are just. Justice is, doesn't always seem like it's being done. I know that. And not every human being is just. But I'll tell you something, that in the end, uh, justice will be done. Because the one who reigns and rules in this world is a God of justice. He, is not a res- he doesn't respect persons, as the Bible talks about. No, no, God's judgment is just. And although uh, we don't always see justice meted out because of the results of uh, sinful human nature, we can know this, that God always does what is just. And he is a just God, and you can count on that. You can count on him taking vengeance on wrongdoers. You can count on him rewarding those who do that, which is right, because God is just. His ways are just. And his ways are holy. God is a perfectly holy God, and this is something you ought praise him for. You ought thank thank him that he is a holy God. Uh, verse 18 brings out uh, one of the more precious truths about God for us to ponder and to praise. Notice what it says in verse 18. Let's say, let's uh, read um, uh, verses 18 and 19. Join with me if you would. The Lord is nigh unto all them that call upon him, to all that call upon him in truth. He will fulfill the desire of them that fear him. He also will hear their cry and will save them. What does God do? What attribute, what quality, what thing we learn about God in these verses? What? Okay, he keeps his promises. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, but uh, uh, I put it, I, th- this may sound a little bit strange. We said his ways, that's letter K, but letter L, his hearing. God's hearing works. And uh, it's shown by what? Verses 18 and 19. How, is, how do we know that God, God hears? Okay, uh, those that call upon him, what does he do? He hears their cry and saves. I, I just put it, he answers prayer. I, okay, I'm trying to be pretty simplistic in this one, but his hearing. Uh, he answers prayer. We've already referenced the fact that God is um, 
or, or sorry, we have a reference in verse 18 to the fact that God is omnipresent. Look in verse 18. The Lord is nigh unto how many? All them that call upon him. Um, yeah, that, that's a, a pretty amazing thing. He's near every person who calls upon him. Uh, think about that. Um, seven, we said 7.7 billion people in this world. And anyone that calls upon God, God is near. Okay. Um, how many people are you near? And how many people can you carry a conversation uh, with, on with and actually hear what they're saying and respond to it? Now, um, men and ladies, it's different. Ladies can hear all their kids and everything that's going on, and their husbands, everything. Men can only hear conversations from one. You, you understand that, right? Okay. Just want to make sure that's that's clearly understood. But but even mothers can't hear conversations and know what's going on with probably more than their family. Am I right? Okay. Now you may think we can, but. But, but think about the fact, come on, in this world of 7.7 billion people, would there be one second that there wouldn't be at least some prayer being made to the God of heaven? And when that prayer is made, God is right with that person, listening intently, hearing exactly what's said, and answering it according to his will. Now, we don't think of it on that scale. It's pretty amazing just to say God hears mine. But to think that just in this congregation, how many of us throughout the day are praying to God, and yet God heard all of our requests today, and he was near. Now, look, that's a, that's a precious truth. It's an encouraging truth, but it's one that God should be praised for. Sometimes we... We don't give him the credit. Do his name. Because we don't think of the amazing, the marvel of the fact that of 7.7 billion people in a 24-hour day, uh, how many thousands are probably making requests at the same time to God? about some very serious things, or maybe some very small things. Lord, I need to get this splinter out. Oh, that's important. Well, some guy on the other side of the world, his, his mate is dying, and he needs a miracle. But God is near both and answering at the same time. So that he's helping some guy who's got to get a splinter out, but he's helping some, some man with a family on the other side of the world who's crying out to God because he's losing his wife. And he expresses compassion for him. And he meets this other need in the other side of the world. What an amazing God we serve. Have you taken time to thank him for the, for the truth that first he hears you just that you would have an audience with God. And then, and he actually answers, that he actually cares about you. You, enough. 
to say, I'll grant that. I'll do that for you, Mr. Duncan. Sure. Sure, Mrs. Morris, I will. I'll meet the needs of your son. And yeah, Mr. Deals, I'll, I'll take care of Helen today. It's pretty amazing, isn't it? And sometimes we just pray and pray and ask and we go on our way. And we take no time to say, God, thanks. That you listened to me today. That you were near me. And that you answered. His hearing. He answers prayer. Verse 20 says, The Lord preserveth all them that love him but all the wicked will he destroy. By, by the way, let me just make mention of this in verses 18 and 19. Notice what verse 19 says. He will fulfill the desire of them. What? God doesn't just answer prayers. Oh, wow. I was going to say the words. They came to willy-nilly. Wow. Does anyone even use that anymore? Okay. You know you're getting old when sayings that you heard when you were a kid are no longer, people don't even know what you're talking about. All right, God doesn't just, all right, blanket, answer everything. Um, God fulfills the desire of them, what? Fear him, which gives us a challenge, doesn't it? Uh, a reverence for God is really important in praying. That's another lesson for another time to know, but I wanted to at least make mention of it. And then the last truth is is what? In verse 20, the Lord preserveth all them that love him, but all the wicked will he destroy. Um, just put it this way once again. I know we have already shared the truth that he is just, but I put his justice. And, and here's how it's presented in verse 20. God preserves and God punishes. Now I'm thankful God does both. So those who are doing that which is right, God preserves, he cares for, he supports, and will reward someday. Okay? Those that are doing otherwise know this, that it may not happen in, in the very moment we expect it. It may not happen in the next half hour, the next day, the next ten days, but it will. Justice will come. It always will. Uh, the righteous... He rewards and he preserves the wicked. He punishes and judges, and he will, because that's the way God is. And he should be praised for these things. David wrote a psalm of praise. He wrote many psalms dealing with praise, but this is the only one called David's psalm of praise. And it indeed teaches us how to praise God. And I hope you will take the list that we find here, uh, which I think indicates the depths of David's relationship with God, and use that as a starting point for your praise list. A lot of things to just walk through 
think about, ponder, and then make him shine. Because that's what it means to praise. Boast in your God who does all these things, and it doesn't even tire him out every day. You serve a great God. Let him know it. Father, thank you so much for your word, and thanks for the opportunity to look at this psalm. And, and although we didn't get into the next psalm, which talks about and praises you, um, Father, you've given us food for thought tonight in just these few points at the end of this chapter. is certainly worthy of praise that you hear, that you're near, and you answer prayer, that you're just and holy. You do that which is right. Father, that you judge evil people, that you reward the righteous. We are so thankful that we serve a God who can be counted on to do these things day in and day out, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You've been doing it since the beginning of the world. You'll do it till the end of the world, and you'll continue because you're God. And we are so thankful that we serve the great God of heaven and earth. And may our lives give you the praise you rightfully deserve. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you as you praise him. You're dismissed.